Hello everyone, I'm T.D. Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight, and we're so glad to have you tuned in to today's program. As always, it's a special joy to be able to come to you by way of radio or social media to speak to you today from the Word of God. We'll also have a musical selection coming your way right now in just a few moments. We're going to be speaking today about the timeless treasure, and I hope you'll stay tuned for today's entire program. Let me mention to you very quickly, though, about the Go Mix Fall share Yeah, once again, you know, twice a year we raise the funding necessary to keep Christian radio on the air, to keep it live, uh, to keep it viable, to keep it going. And, of course, that means twice a year we call on you for your help. Now, many of our regular partners have received a letter from me already in the mail encouraging you to support the Fall share If you've not already responded, I'd like to ask you to do so. Just take a moment out, if you will, to prayerfully consider if the Lord would have you to play a part in keeping Christian radio on the air, which not only keeps the Pathlight program on the air, but many other preachers who preach their messages week by week. And, of course, the music and the daily programs that we have, the news, the weather, all the encouragement that we try to give throughout the broadcast week here on Go Mix Radio. And, and of course, your funding not only helps keep the stations on the air, but also helps us to grow in the future and hopefully go into new areas as God will give us give us the opportunity to to do so. And why do we want to grow into new areas? Because, well, our Lord, our Lord deserves our praise and even more praise day by day. Just before today's message, I've got greater vision to sing for us. And this is somewhat of our theme here. I could never praise him enough is the name of the song. The message follows. Stay with us, if you will. I could never praise him enough. For the cross of Calvary, I could never thank Him enough for salvation full and free. I could never do anything to deserve such perfect love. Oh, for everything He's done, I could never praise Him enough. For many years I've served the Lord the best that I know how Giving unto Him my time and telling of His power But if I were to spend unending hours on my knees Praising Him for everything He's ever done for me I could never praise Him enough for the cross of Calvary I could never thank Him enough For salvation full and free I could never do anything To deserve such perfect love Or for everything He's done I could never praise Him Just what the Lord has done As if He hadn't done enough He sent His only Son To hang upon a rugged cross And bear the load of sin That 
can never thank Him enough for salvation full and free. I could never do anything to deserve such perfect love. Oh, for everything He's done, I could never praise Him enough. So I. could never praise him enough. One of the great truths that we all will face today is we can never, ever, ever should we live a million years, and we will live a million years, and that is that we could never praise him enough. And again, I want to emphasize that's one of the one of the ministries of Go Mix Christian Radio. One of the reasons we're asking for your support during our share is to help us sustain what God has already given us and also to help us grow into the future to Praise Him even more and more into new areas, hopefully, that He may open the doors for us to uh, to move into to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. This day we're going to be talking about timeless treasure. Imagine for just a moment, by the way, we're going to be in the book of Psalms, chapter number 90, in just a moment, but imagine yourself for just a moment on a large ship, and you're in the middle of the ocean, and in your hand is a small box, and within that box it contains something very precious to you. Perhaps it's uh, gold coins that represent your life savings. It could be the only picture that you have of a special moment in life. Maybe it's a wedding ring given by a loving mate who is now departed and now in eternity. Is it a lock of hair from a child who died at birth. That used to be a very common practice of uh, uh, people who would uh, take a snip of hair of an infant that died in birth, and they would utilize that in, in remembrance. Could that be what it is? Whatever your treasure might be, imagine that by some careless movement, some accident, just something, something startled you perhaps, but in one sudden moment, this box leaves your hand and is knocked over the ledge of the ship into the sea. Imagine for a moment what you're thinking, the dread, the panic, the breaking of your heart as you watch that box tumble overboard into the dark. Imagine the split-second quenching of perhaps even your impulse to jump in after it. Of course, quickly you realize that's not a very practical thing to do. You hear it hit the surface. You hear the splash. You see one last glimpse, glimpse, uh, glimpse, uh, glance at it as it submerges into the darkness. And against all hope, perhaps you even reach out your arm toward the raging waves, reaching in vain. You know you can't reach it, but still you feel you need to try as it's swallowed up with no chance at all of recovery. 
You'll never forget this loss. If you live on this earth a thousand years, you'd never forget this loss. You'll remember it for the rest of your natural life. But, but what if there's another treasure? And that's the question today. A greater treasure. A treasure that daily, weekly, moment by moment, falls over the ledge, out of sight. It falls out of your hand, slips through your finger. Yet this treasure is far more valuable than anything that can be placed in a box. Yeah, we often pay very little attention to its loss, and it seldom causes a lot of regret. The story of the loss aboard the ship was not mine. It was originally written by a man by the name of John Foster. John Foster lived in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and he used the illustration to awaken us to the daily waste of time. And that's what I'll be speaking about today in the message entitled, the timeless treasure. You see, Foster reminds us that time is no fortune carried in a box. It's no valuable ring placed on one's finger. It's no pearl noticeably misplaced in one's house. The very nature of time itself, unheld, unclasped, unfelt, makes it a most easy thing to waste. If only time were a physical treasure like coins we might could hold on to, hold on to in our hand or look at in our bank account, then the loss of even a few coins would help us be more mindful of the rest. If you get your bank statement and you know you put $100 in the bank and the bank says you've only got $50 in the bank, you're going to notice that pretty quickly and you're probably going to call or drop by and say, hey, I need to, I, there's a discrepancy here. I need to understand what's going on. But you see, time, far more valuable than $100, we will let slip away. And sometimes we don't even notice. The waste of time, especially when you're young, seldom causes concern. As a matter of fact, some, someone will ask, what are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm killing time, just, just killing time. What, what a horrible thing to kill. What a horrible thing to waste. Uh, it's so easy to waste time, so much, in fact, that great periods of time can pass away unseen, unnoticed, and as silent as death itself. I submit to you that time, one of the greatest of all of our treasures, falls continually overboard, and most of us seem to give it no thought whatsoever. What makes time so easy to waste is that many of us experience a staggering disconnect with what we know about time, and what we feel about time. You see, we know in our minds that time is precious. We know that. Uh, we, we know that it's fleeting. We know that. Yet we feel always we've got plenty of it. It seems like it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or, or 80 years old. You still feel like you've got plenty of it. I've witnessed many people in their aged years, elderly years, senior years, and, and tried to convince them of their need to prepare themselves for eternity. And many feel like they've got plenty of time. There's no need to rush. We know it's precious, but because we think we have plenty of it, we take it for granted. Even older folks who know they're running out of it still feel as if they've got a lot of time left. Now, two reasons for this come to mind that I'd like to share with you today. The first reason is that time feels ordinary because we usually assume we possess more of it than we really do. In a society that aggressively seeks to distract us from the reality of death, we sometimes act as if we'll live as long as Methuselah, who begot his 
begot his first son, Lamech, at 187 years old and lived 782 years after that, according to Genesis 5, verse 27. For the first half of our lives, many of us conceive old age and death as standing lifetimes away. Our our mind tells us to estimate life of 70, 80, maybe 90 years if if our health continues. That's what our mind tells us, but our heart tells us that we'll probably live to be a thousand. Oh, oh no, we don't believe that intellectually, but our heart kind of feels that way. So the way we act, the chances we take, the, our diets, everything, uh, we feel like we've got plenty of times to get things right. Furthermore, when we're young, we calculate that 60 years from now must at least be 200 years in the future. Here again, mathematically, we know that doesn't make any sense, but that's the way we feel it. Sure, I'm going to get old one day, but it'll be, it'll be years and years and, and decades and decades from now. When we're young, life moves slow. You remember how long it took you to get old enough to get your driver's license? Boy, I can remember being 12 or 13 years old and wanting my driver's license so bad. And boy, it seemed like it took 100 years to get there. Remember how long it took you to graduate high school? <laughs> yeah, I'm not implying you failed a bunch of grades. I'm just simply saying those four years of high school seemed like they were 100 years. But old age to you is a million miles away if you're young and life is only traveling at two miles or an hour, so it'll take forever to get there. It's only at midlife when we begin to experience the reality of that what I thought was my beginning of life is in reality half of my life already over. The numbers suddenly make a disturbing amount of sense. We have, at most, only 50% of our life left at midlife, and those unavoidable feelings of mortality make make it increasingly clear a truth that when we were young, we just couldn't quite comprehend. The, the, The second reason I think it's easy to waste time is that we cannot see time dressed up in her royal robes as she really is. We don't see the value. Time is a wonderful gift. She's eternal. So she should be arrayed in gold. She's a priceless gift. So she should be arrayed in fine linen. Yet for all her worth and brilliance, she appears to us in the simple attire of just another, well, just another Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. More meals, more conversation, more work. More brushing of teeth and combing of hair and making of beds. Normal stuff that fills the day that creep by days seldom filled with noteworthy moments. We want selfie-worthy days. Exciting weekends. Shareable moments on social media. What we mostly get are just ordinary Mondays and Tuesdays. And ordinary Mondays and Tuesdays are certainly nothing to get excited about. They're nothing to get dressed up for. They're nothing to take selfies of. They're just ordinary, ordinary old days. And we cannot appreciate the value of each one of them because they seem so mundane. Each day to us then seems what somewhat disposable. Ordinary days blur together. Routine makes the wonder of time seem unremarkable. We think that it certainly can't hurt the waste a few days and then maybe a few more. 
We navigate life only half aware of our surroundings. It isn't until years later that many look over the ledge, horrified at the mountain of our golden moments that are now piled up at the bottom of the sea. Wasted time has a way of haunting all of us. Sometimes later in life, sometimes not so late. How rudely we can be reminded of our foolishness. One phone call from the doctor, one dreadful accident, one untimely death, one dark and lonely valley can show us the real value and show us real quick of the time we've squandered away. Such glimpses break the spell of days half awake. The secret that conflict and disease and calamity and death can tell us is that life is short and time is one of the most terrible things that we can possibly waste. Time spent with our loved ones, with our family, with our children, with our friends. Time spent doing something productive in life. Time spent in fellowship with our Lord. During these during these times, the psalmist's lyrics meet our ears. Psalm 90.10, I mentioned earlier, The days of our years are threescore years and ten, that's seventy. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, that's eighty. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. The psalmist says, God may give you seventy years. He may give you eighty. Some not quite that much. Others, perhaps a bit more. But soon, all too soon, sometimes it seems like it's cut off and we fly away. We feel ourselves to be a, like a dream, like blades of grass born in the morning and dying at night. Again, Psalm 90, verses 5 and 6. Now this shakes us, this awakens us, at least for a while. But when it comes to time, we, we don't seem to stay awake very long. All of us, but especially the young have right now what kings cannot buy, what the richest man on earth cannot buy. For those of you who are young, you possess, and that is your youth, your vitality, and statistically at least, many years ahead of you. King Hezekiah experienced this awakening to time when Isaiah told him to set his house in order. This is in Second Kings chapter number 20. King Hezekiah, you're going to die, Isaiah told him. In that moment, that same moment, as many of us who have heard the doctor say the words terminal, the clouds parted and the, uh, his eyes saw for the first time all those weary Wednesdays and mundane Mondays were, were priceless after all. Hezekiah learned firsthand how facing mortality transfigures time, everyday experiences like walks in the garden and laughter over meals and simple gazes into the night sky or telling of bedtime stories to your children are now flooded with new light. Those times were important. What he took for granted for decades, he now yearned for desperately as the gates of his life began to close to him. He glanced back and saw perhaps for the first time in his life, he saw what he was leaving, something all of us may have opportunity and will no doubt have opportunity to see one day. What treasure in his massive storehouses would the king not give for one more meal with his family? After crying to God for mercy, Hezekiah wept bitterly, wept sore, the Bible says in Second Kings chapter 20 and verse number, number 3. When Isaiah was leaving the palace, 
God stopped him, sent him back in, said, I want you to tell Hezekiah that I've heard his prayer. I've seen his tears. I've seen the bitterness in his soul so far as his, 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 his yearnings have been extended to me. And he said, I'm going to add 15 more years to his life. Picture that, the Second Kings 20, verses 5 and 6. Imagine for those first few days and weeks after God spared his life, Hezekiah surely felt the sun upon his face in a new way. He noticed the breathtaking blue of the sky, appreciated the crooked smile on his son's face, and tasted the profound sweetness of honey. The glory of life, the glory of normal days had dawned upon him and dawned upon him finally, and now he had more time to enjoy it. Time is no treasure hidden in a box that we can feel in our pocket. We cannot plunge beneath the waters and retrieve it once it's passed. Wasted moments now lie beyond retrieval. But if you can, heed those words. Heed those words. You still have some coins left right now. If you'll learn to receive normal days as spectacular gifts of God, oh, how much richer your life will be. As I said, I'm sure Hezekiah, for the first few days after God gave him this wonderful gift, he looked at life totally differently. He valued time, but it didn't take long for the normalcy of everyday life to sink back in. Some have that I'm speaking to right now, you've got 60 years left, some 50, some 40, some 20, others more, some less. My question is, will you live them? Will you receive normal days, just normal, mundane Mondays, if you will, as spectacular gifts from a good and gracious God? Will you spend those days in His service? Will you seek Christ like you never have before? Will you love His church like never before? Will you appreciate your health and the gifts God has given you like never before? A loving wife, loving children, health, health, maybe not perfect, but health that you can still get up and get about, a job, the freedom that you have in this country, and we're losing them every day, but still we have the freedom to worship. Will you, will you thank God for those and appreciate the time He's given you like never before? Will you share Christ with neighbors and seek the temporary and eternal good of your community like never before? Will you realize that time itself is more valuable than Time itself is more valuable than most of what we spend our time trying to get. Consider the brevity of life. Value the time you have. The value of time will not in itself cause reforming. King Hezekiah, after God spared his life, still did not always conduct himself as he should. All of us have made resolutions to do better in dozens of things, only to grow lax in our commitment as our commitment slowly fades away. Many of us experience that every January. We'll make commitments that we're going to do things differently, spend our time a little differently, and it soon fades away. So the only answer is that God himself must instruct us and keep instructing us day by day so that we value every single day as the precious gift that it really is, the precious gift of time on earth. 
The Bible says we need to work while it's day. The night comes when no man can work. God says you've got time right now. If you're one of God's children, you've got time right now to serve Him. You've got time right now to, to do something that will last eternally. For some of us, that time is slipping away. For others, you've got quite a bit left, but yours too is slipping away. Let's utilize every moment we can for the glory of God and use those gifts that we have been given, that gift of time. We pray, Psalm chapter 90, verse number 12, ask God to do what only He can teach us to number our days. That's what the Scripture said we read a moment ago. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Teach me, Lord, to appreciate every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. No, they may not come arrayed in fine garments. No, they may not come arrayed in gold and silver and precious stones. No, they may not. They may look ordinary. They may look unimportant. They may look, well, they may look like they don't really contain a lot of value at all. But that's a lie. Every day is important. Every day that God gives you on this earth is important. Don't waste that time. Don't let it slip through your fingers and slip out of your hand. There'll be a day when just like Hezekiah, most likely you'll wish you had a little more. One more. One more day with my children. One more day with my wife. One more day to go out and work and to serve. One more day to go to church and to worship. One more day to feel good. One, one more day when I feel like getting out and doing something rather than being confined here due to sickness and pain. We've been talking today about the timeless treasure. And how one of the greatest gifts you have is time. But tragically, you may not realize that until it's too late. I find myself guilty of the same thing. Use each day for the glory of God. And if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I remind you that today needs to be your day of salvation. Don't waste one more day, one more breath, one more heartbeat without being a child of God. The Timeless Treasure is what we've been talking about today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. Let me mention very quickly Christian Bible College. If you're interested in continuing your education, theological education, maybe you're a dedicated layman in the church and you say, I'd like to know more Bible. Maybe you're training to be full-time in Christian service as a pastor, as an evangelist, as a missionary. Maybe you're a Christian school teacher and you need your education degree. I want you to check out Christian Bible College, christianbiblecollege.org. You'll find all the information you need there, including a phone number if you'd like to give us a call, a questionnaire if you'd like to like to inquire online, you can do that. Until next time, T.D. Worthington say, may God richly bless you is by prayer. You use every moment you have this week to the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.